Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, Augie and the Alien. My name is Darcy Gabriel. My pronouns are he and him. And I'm Karen Gaylard, and my pronouns are she and her, and I'm Darcy's mum. <laughs> Fun little <laughs> fact. So just going to talk about uh, basically a notable movie we've seen it this week because we are always watching movies and we can't do an episode in every single one. So uh, firstly, I'll introduce a movie I saw this week, which uh, I loved. It was 14 Peaks uh, about Nims Perja, I believe his name is. Um, a, a, I'm sure lots of people have heard this movie by now. Um, big Netflix movie about uh, this uh, Nepalese man trying to climb the tallest 14 peaks in the world all you know in and around nepal pakistan uh china kind of regions uh within the himalayan kind of amount of rage um and it's incredible because the last uh sort of attempt was within seven years i believe and he managed to do it uh you know his goal is to do it in seven months that's sort of the premise of the movie um i would recommend watching it highly it's just a phenomenal uh, inspiring movie you know regardless of what you come into the movie thinking either way you leave it just impressed with nothing more to say when I don't want to say too much if you haven't seen it I would just even if you're you know half interested just chuck it on within the first 10 minutes if you aren't interested then turn it off but you I guarantee <laughs> you probably will be um, just not only how impressive the actual physical act is but also uh, how meaningful it is to the recognition of uh, the Nepalese in, you know, the climbing of these mountains, which is their heritage. And it's kind of been, uh, oh. you know, appropriated by Westerners who, you know, it's not bad for a Westerner to climb mountains and say they did this thing, but when they're the only ones getting the recognition when, you know, Nepalese climbers and Tibetan climbers and pa- Pakistani climbers as well, I'm sure, have been doing this for, you know, way longer and, and are doing it way more often you know uh basically being able to get that recognition mm. is really important so uh, your turn to go on with the movie you've seen this um spencer um the um the movie about princess diana spencer what well, princess diana who formerly spencer um <laughs> starring christian stewart directed by pablo Larine, um and written by stephen knight um and uh, I wasn't wasn't one that I was like you know hanging out to see, um, but I do love a movie experience, and I'm willing to try things. So I decided to go and watch it, um, half thinking that um, you know having grown up knowing the story of Princess Di pretty well and feeling like this movie wasn't going to tell me anything new. Um, but the thing about this movie is that it's not a biopic. It's not trying to be truthful necessarily, like strictly truthful. It, in a way, I feel like it could be about any person because it's more of a psychological drama and um, it's more about the journey of a person who lost themselves and um, feeling under enormous strain and not knowing what to do and how to how to get out of this situation that they're in. Um, of course, it is Princess Diana, and there's been a lot of talk about the way Kristen Stewart performs in this role. Um, and I have to say I agree with all the accolades she's getting. It's really showing her acting chops in this film. She's amazing. I could say more about it. I think the things that I re- was really struck with, and I'll just summarise, is... Um, 
there's you see very little of the other royal robes in it. Um, mm. You see you see a little bit of Harry and William. There's one conversation with Charles. There's one interaction with the Queen, um, but it's really about Diana and she talks to, to the servants more than more than anybody else. So it's actually wow. um, actually a lot of a lot of her on her own, um, in her own mind, imagining, you know, because she's sort of, well, she's struggling with mental health issues. So um, there's a lot of stuff going on in her head that's not necessarily happening in real life. You're seeing the weekend. It's Christmas. It's it's the, sorry, not weekend. It's the three days before Christmas, like, sorry, Christmas Eve, Christmas Boxing Day. <laughs> okay, and, so that's when the um, film's set, do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So they right. all get together for Christmas at um, one of yeah. the Queen's estates. Interesting. There's lots of things that come up in it, lots of themes. It has a lot going on, basically, because um, you see Diana's bulimia. So food is a big part of the film, um, all the different outfits she wears. There's a, a really lovely scene with her dresser, Um and I won't give too much away, but to me that was one of the most lovely, beautiful scenes of the movie. Yeah, what's surprising to me is that, um, you you know, when you sort of mentioned it briefly to me before the podcast and at the start of the pod, when you first started to introduce it um, in the podcast, it did not sound like your opinion was that high and it sounded pretty average. And I think, you know, you, you didn't really sound like, uh, you know, you'd really recommend it to anyone but now after you and you talk about it it really sounds like something <laughs> i want to watch Look, you don't have to be interested in princess diana to watch this it's really like i say i think it could have been anybody in the, um, the fact that it's right. based on a real person um you know it probably does draw people to go and see it but to me it was just a psychological mm. drama and i think any person can relate to what um, is happening to Diana in this, um, but don't expect it to be based, like, you know, you're not going to be able to say that these events happened. Yeah, okay. All right, so should we move on to the main film of the, uh, the episode? Uh, so the movie we're talking about today, which you may have seen from the title, is The Summit of the Gods, and I've just seen that uh, uh, from the poster it actually has probably the most, uh, I don't know, uh, contra- not contradictory, uh, thematically off uh, subtitles, what do you call it, Qu- a kind of quote slogan that goes on the poster. Uh, <laughs> the catchphrase. The, um, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a pretty a uh, heavy a movie, but the, this little caption has, it's an animated film, uh, firstly, about uh, mountain climbing based on the title, but this caption is takes animations to new heights, which is just petty. obviously a pun. Like it's meant to be funny, but it just feels contradictory to the themes of the movie. The fact that the one slogan on it is just a kind of a joke about the fact that it's an animated movie about mountains. Anyway. So yeah, I, I absolutely adore, this movie it is a roller coaster ride um we'll start off without giving away any too spoil too big of a spoiler yet but it essentially is about this uh, uh japanese uh reporter uh for i think a newspaper in the 80s i think it's set uh his name is makoto uh and he's essentially 
I basically obsessed with mountains and, and the story of Mallory, the, you know, rumored first climb of Mount Everest who was never proven to have done it and doesn't have that uh, claim. Uh, and he discovers from another climber, uh, we discovers that another climber potentially has Mallory's camera. This is kind of the premise. You learn this very earlier on. Um, and this camera would essentially prove if Mallory did make it to the top or not. That's kind of, uh, you know, if if, the, if he did, there would be photos from the peak. So that's kind of where the movie sets you up. This kind of uh, re reporter's search for not just the camera, but other things too. Um, and it, it is just a wonderful, well, wonderful yeah. film. I feel like it starts out as a search for the camera and then sort of... Becomes a lot more yeah. than that. Yeah. And yeah. throughout, it's what he learns along the way. <laughs> Sounds a bit cheesy. But, yeah, it is, it is a lot about more more what he learns about the way and he's changing, uh, I guess, concepts of what he wants out of life in a way. Um, but I, I really love this movie. I'm just going to say it was probably a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, you know, nine and a half, maybe again, I gave the other one nine and a half, I think, but I think this one's probably for me personally, because it just hits home as someone who has always been fascinated by mountain climbing and loves climbing in general. Uh, it's probably a 10 for me. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this was definitely, you know, one that you highly recommended to me. Um, so I was interested to watch it. Um, I... I think the animation of it is just incredible. Like this is an animated mm. film and, and to me that was probably the thing that I enjoyed the most, looking at how um, different things were animated and particularly the climbing scenes I thought were just incredible. I mean, how do you animate? <laughs> Essentially a scene is just white because it's snow. Oh, yeah. It's a snowy, some of those, you know. Some of those scenes they, of, yeah, yeah of, of just the mountains, uh the mountaintops you know where there's no people look like real photos but they're not like they well, that, just look that like photos there were a couple of times yeah there were actually a couple of times in it where i thought oh hang on have they switched to actual photography now because um yeah it's like i that, couldn't yeah. i couldn't i couldn't tell it was still animated um because when there's no people in it yeah um yeah, and I thought the story was was um, yeah really interesting, and um, it was definitely um, there was definitely a journey that you went on with this film. Mm. I found it um, a little bit. I was I I didn't enjoy what they were pursuing, so that sort of. I won't really no spoilers, no spoilers. Um, mm. but I didn't really yeah, I have a different view. So we're gonna have a bit more discussion about that once we get into it a bit more. But um yeah, I um there are lots of things I liked about the film, the way it was made, but the story itself and the characters I didn't wow. I didn't find the characters um okay. likable. I didn't enjoy what they were Whoa. doing. Okay. Yeah, 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 controversial. So okay. um, right. <laughs> my score for this film is six. 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 Um, oh, that is rough. Picks. Six ice picks. Six yeah. ice picks. Okay. Wow. 
Okay. Um, well, with that, we'll definitely start getting to the spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen it, I, of course, would recommend watching it, even if you're not interested. I think it's just such a fascinating film. Yeah. Um, and it's, but, on, um, it's yeah. on Netflix, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can check yeah. it on Netflix. Um, uh, yeah. So what okay now that we're going to change the spoilers i just want to start off with what what i was the sort of specific goal because there are a few throughout the film that you didn't think was uh you didn't agree with um i guess i just really didn't empathize with um the climber that the reporter is pursuing yeah so just to fill in a bit more of the story they he thinks that the client that the the person that has the camera Mallory's camera is Habu um Habu Joji who was a famous um climber back I think in the 60s and 70s he he sort of withdrew from climbing or out you know was no longer um no longer in the scene yeah. yeah, nobody really knew what had happened to him. Um, and then this reporter sees him um, in Tibet and um, and sees him with the camera and then but then loses him um, and has to try and track him down. So it's a big pursuit of, of Habu. And um, in that, um, the way the director tells that or the, you know, the writer and the director mm. tell that, stories to give you Habu's background um and yeah I don't that he's quite an obsessive character for sure I don't think you're meant to empathize or like Habu I don't think you're meant to I mean some aspects of his journey are kind of you know are impressive or interesting or whatever but I don't think you're meant to come away thinking that he's a remarkable person who's you know great and you're supposed to like them I think it's meant to be you know, it shows how it truly does swallow you whole, um, at this this lifestyle. And for some people it you know, for some people that can be that can lead to good things, you know. Um, but for Habu it takes him down a, a dark path that I yeah. think but but I do think his ending uh, the ending of his arc is quite uh, like meaningful, and I don't, I don't think, uh, I think what he was pursuing at the end was was right for him. Uh, but he dies. Yeah, so <laughs> good thing we're in the spoiler section. Yeah, but I think well, you got one thing you got to understand about you know, and I'm sure you, you do, but like one thing people often don't seem to understand about mountain climbers and ice climbers and any kind of climbers. When you're watching things like Free Solo or whatever, a lot of people just think, why risk your life? Why, why do you yeah. do these reckless well, things when you yeah, can just... Yeah, that's exactly what I was Yeah, thinking. but you've got to remember Especially... that, like, Sorry. these people... Oh. Yeah, but these people, like, why should we tell them what to do? If they... You could die just crossing the road. And if you tell them not to climb and then they, a year later, get cancer and die and they didn't spend that time climbing, well, then you know, they're just going to be miserable because they didn't, they weren't doing what they love. And it's a cheesy thing to say, die doing what you love. But I think these, you know, these people genuinely, and you can, you know, you see, uh, you can literally hear these people say it in documentaries and and movies and just talking to them, but it's what brings them true joy. And they, 
them dying in that is not bad. They don't see that as a bad thing. And I don't see that as a bad thing because they are, it's their choice. It's their pursuit. It's, you know, whether you agree with it or not, I think saying it's wrong for them to do it or bad is, I I completely, yeah, I disagree with that because I think they, uh, they can go and do that and that's fine. And yeah, um, I guess some, this is going to get a little bit deeper meaningful. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Earlier in Habu's story, we see when he was a young climber and he was, you know, already a, a very gifted, talented climber who was obviously going to go far, um, literally and metaphorically. Um, and you see him take on that climb with a, with a young climber. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't want to take this young person with him, but nobody else wanted to climb with him. And the young person was similar to Habu in a way and very obsessive and and basically, Mm. you know, wore Habu down and and so Habu takes him. And unfortunately the way that plays out is that the younger climber dies on that trip. Yeah. Now, for me, can I say? I just need to Yeah, yeah, sorry. So... What I'm thinking at that point was if I had, you know, something that I was really into passionately pursuing it and someone died and it wasn't Hubby's fault, definitely wasn't his fault, but it was just circumstances and someone died, uh, I wouldn't walk back towards doing that hobby. You know what I mean? Like Here's the thing, thing. like. Hobby's the wrong word, I know, but. I would just, you, I, everything yeah. in me would be screaming out, you need to, if you're going to do climbing, just take a step back. Like, just don't do these really, you know, full-on life. Yeah. Mm, this yeah, is, this is where I'm, I'm disagreeing because, look, I, I mean, firstly, the if, if you, you know, if anyone, like, sort of watches the movie I recommended earlier, 14 Peaks, or any movie similar to that, um, you, you uh, there was another great one, The Alpinist, earlier in the year. Um, but basically one of the, the things about these movies is that, or not movies, about that field, don't know if it's right calling it a field, but mountaineering or climbing in general is it is an industry that, you know, it's not one death doesn't take you back because death surrounds you. Every big deal climber, I don't mean big deal as in famous, I just mean the people whose lives are dedicated to it. And I mean the kind of outdoor climbing, um, mountaineering and whatever. They almost always know someone who died or was yeah. severely injured or yeah. something. And that's that's part of it. And every single person who goes up there and and dies doing it has said to people that you know don't stop because something happens to me you know and one of the interesting things about this movie is and the alpinist which i referred to earlier the girlfriend of of one of the i I don't want to spoil this movie but one of the climbers uh in in the film does pass away um and their partner stops climbing, takes a break, but then realises that they stopped. When they stopped, they lost every other bit of joy they had aside from this person who died. They lost Mm. their memory of that person. They lost everything that made them who they are. 
and they yeah. had to go back and they realized that that's what their partner who passed away yeah. would have wanted they never I want guess you to I'm stop saying you don't have to give it away altogether but, but just the thing is like this 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 kid who but tragically then I've never died understood. yeah i've never understood people that want to do sports that could kill you <laughs> that, that's the that's the fundamental thing though it's a, it doesn't it's matter whether incomprehensible or, yeah it's yeah, an whatever. incomprehensible mindset it's it's like people who yeah. do go to space yeah. they do it knowing fully accepting that they could die and they're mm-hmm. okay with that because they're doing it for not just you know it doesn't need to be a cause that's greater than themselves they're doing it to be themselves to live mm. free as they see that and if that means that they die along the way that's something yeah. that they sign yeah, up yeah no for. i get that i get that i mean you're, you yeah. want a good death don't you like no one wants to um <laughs> no one wants to just get hit by a bus you, you want I, to either yeah <laughs> i say good on them to these people and to bring it back to the movie the the young kid who did die with um climbing with Abu uh you could tell even though this kid is young that he was okay with that outcome not not you know he doesn't want that outcome but he had no he resigned himself I mean he, he resigned himself to cut, cut the rope yeah he cut the rope and I think that that obviously no one wants that to happen and it's you're always a sad thing especially when it's someone so young but um the the kid knew it was a risk going yeah. into it and i don't I, I i personally think habu should have been a bit firmer I, if i was habu i would have uh because the kid said you know the reason habu took him was the kid said if you don't take me i'll go on my own and habu knew that was going to be just a, obviously dangerous so habu yeah. a experienced oh, he had taken. his um twisted yeah like but i think and obviously you can't put yourself in someone else's shoes and say what they should have done. But I feel that as a responsible adult, Habu should have said how, okay, you can come climb with me, but how about we start here, you know, at this, at this yeah. easier or smaller climb or something like that. And yeah, just see how you are, where are you at? Because mm. the kid has fun. He might even forget, you know, not, not permanently. You don't forget these kind of climbs because they're always a goal in your head, but for, some time the kid might realize hey i can i can do these climbs for a bit and then progress to this one you know you do have to take steps and i'm not saying everyone should just go out there and risk their lives all the time um i think when you're a fully grown adult if you want to go and do that fine i i I don't care some people have that mindset and you can't i don't think i don't think you can diss someone for having that mindset um if they can you know if they have zero experience and they are going to die doing it, then I would say, hold up, get some experience first. Don't just jump on a ice wall and start climbing um, because yeah. you probably will die doing that. You know, yeah. you don't know how to fix a oh. line. You don't know how to uh, put on crampons. You know, you don't know how to do anything. And this is so relevant to the movie at this point, but I feel like that this is all an overarching theme of the film. And that's at the very end, not, well, close to the very end, Habu says, because he ends up reluctantly uh, giving, well, it's actually uh, the, I, I believe the Sherpa that they're with, and I don't remember his name, sadly, uh, but this climber Habu ends up giving the camera to the Sherpa to give to Makoto if Habu doesn't return. And 
they turn back early, except for Habu, because of a storm, and Habu ends up going, and we don't know if he makes it to the top or not. But um, when, but, but because they wait and he doesn't return, uh, the Sherpa gives the camera. But he says, uh, "Oh, you know, you can find out if Mallory made it to the top or not. But if you're looking for the reason for why we do this, you will not find it." If you're looking for the reason why we climb, it's not here, and that's mm. the me- that's kind of the whole message of the movie, and that's the distinction between people who don't understand climbers and climbers. Um, mm. And I'm not saying climbers are above everyone else; I mean, literally, they may be, but metaphorically, <laughs> they're just people who are just a bit crazy. <laughs> but the the mentality that lets people do these things where they resign themselves to death. Uh, that's what they're talking about. They're just saying, you know, if you're looking for why people risk their lives, that's not that you won't find that on a camera, uh, you know, from an old climate. Yeah. And literally, of course, it's, you're not it's not find such a miracle thing. Yeah, I, I think for me, I understood that as it's not about reaching the peak. It's not about you reach the peak of Mount Everest and then you're fulfilled. It's a constant wanting to keep pushing yourself. And try Definitely. something, yeah. Definitely, yeah. the peak. Well, they even said. I think they said. Um, they said the mountain is a path, and the peak is. I can't remember that quote. I I love that quote. Um, I'm gonna see if I can find it. Um, I'm just gonna type so you hear my typing. <laughs> oh, I'm just getting a bunch of those inspirational quotes with a mountain in the background don't worry but it's basically yeah just saying mountains and peaks are just journeys you know that's kind of yeah. what the, the quote is about and um it's it, it's very true obviously a peak is going to be a goal and um but it's never stops there and you know the first climber doesn't matter because then you'll be the the fastest climber or you're the first climber of a different route or the first solo climber or the first free solo climber um, and of course, uh, with Nims Perger in 14 Peaks, he's the fastest climber to do all, all seven or 14. And that's not just to discredit these achievements, um, but it's it's more that, yeah, there's always the boundary is just always being pushed. Um, but there's a really famous quote, and I think it might have been uh, actually, I'm not going to even guess at the name because I'm going to say the wrong person, I'm sure. Um, but a very famous climber around, I believe, the time of Mallory and, and Hillary, who I think Hillary was the first claimed person to climb out of uh, Reporters yeah, basically said, uh, this is a very famous quote, but reporters asked him why he climbed, you know, why would you risk your life climbing this mountain? Why, why do you want to get to the top? And he just responds with, because it's there. And he said that because yeah. he was annoyed at all these questions, but it's that you can't explain it. It's just because it's there and people want to, the, the freedom of just achieving something impossible, you know, it's mm. the tallest mountain in the world. It's literally Everest, <laughs> you know, people say, oh, this is my Everest. This is my Everest top, conquering things, which is, it's just become a term for Im- impossible tasks that you're trying to overcome. Mm. Um I think people will, there'll always be, you know, crazy people who do crazy things because they can. Um, and I think that's kind of inspiring. I, you know, um, I found this movie very inspiring and very sad, but just incredible. Mm. And um, I'll let you go. Sorry, I'm just rambling at this point. 
Hi, you're you're on a roll. Um, I I am interested as to what you took the, out of this that was inspiring, because mm. to me, um, you know, Habu was not a happy person. He was a pretty miserable person, um, pushing himself to the, his absolute limit, and then he died. Um, Makoto, the journalist who ended up being on that last trip with him until he had to turn back, um, mm. you know, got the camera and saw the pictures, which told him um, whether um, Mallory had been the first to climb Everest, but we didn't find out. So that was, I actually thought it was a good thing. But, mm. you know, so, and I think it left it with Makoto, the journalist, that he hadn't really like what had he achieved or what had he um, got out of this whole journey that he went on? Right. So I, I don't really see it as like there, there doesn't need to be a tangible product of his hard work. And I guess he started out with expecting there to be one, the proof of Mallory. But as he's shown in the last scene, after he... Um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Exposing the film um, after yeah, he yeah, yep. developing expose, develops. develops that's it. After he develops, uh, which is a way of exposing, I guess. <laughs> develops. Well, the, no, uh, you expose film. it and then you develop. It. Anyway, that's fine. <laughs> I know. I, I was just to, doing a do play on. A I'm just doing a play on words. The fact that it's exposing, showing. It's just a play on words. I know it's not the process. Just. A, Anyway, we can just cut that figuring <laughs> out because right it's irrelevant. It was just a play on words. Anyway. Um, the oh, completely lost my train of thought. Oh, okay. Uh, so anyway, the fact that he had this goal, but you don't, we, we know that we don't know what happened to Mallory. And part of what that film was, I guess, alluding to was the fact that, uh, Makoto, the porter never showed publicly that footage. And you see in the very last film that we've seen, which is very crucial that the Makoto, goes on a climb, presumably on his own, perhaps with some Sherpas or someone else, but he climbs Manavrist again on his own um, with a kind of inspired look about him. Um, and that's sort of how, how the, move leaves it, the movie leaves it. And that shows to me that he realised he didn't get the answer what he was looking for. And he realised that the, the arbitrary goal he'd set, which is find out if Mallory made it, was irrelevant and pointless and meaningless to the industry of, of mountaineering or anything like that. Um, he, you know, he, he came to this realization that what, the same realization Habu kind of already had, Habu hid this camera away because he knew people would obsess over it in a meaningless way. It doesn't, it doesn't matter at the end of the day because Mallory didn't climb Mount Everest just to, to get the photo. It, you, when you climb it, you don't just, you can't do something like that just for what happens after, you know, the feedback well, you get. there's plenty of Instagrammers that might say. Oh, <laughs> there are, there are heaps, but I mean, a, a lot of those people, totally, <laughs> but the people who did it under those conditions. So the people who got there, you know, just for the photo, whatever, um, and don't die doing so because they were reckless. <laughs> uh, those people are, you know, herded up in a, not you know it's never going to be perfectly safe but they are they throw a lot of money at it and it's not in some some people would say it's not a true experience because they're not doing it 
for the reason mountaineers do it, you know, or, or anyone climbing does it. But yeah, again, this is just me rambling about climbing, but that's, that's the inspirational things that he, he knew that his arbitrary goal wasn't important. And um, there's one more thing I wanted to touch on about how climbers experience death around them. And that's when they're waiting for Habu and Habu doesn't return. There's no tears. There's no uh, crying or anything. There is just them turning away, essentially. Obviously, Makoto wants to stay longer. But when they decide that they're turning back, especially the Sherpa, who I'm sure has experienced this before, um, they're, you know, yeah, and I'm not, and it's not, my understanding is it's not meant to be, oh, an overly masculine thing, not crying or whatever. It's just the fact that in this industry, I think anyone in it long enough, uh, you become desensitized to that fact. fact. It kind of is an industry. You do become desensitized, not just desensitized, but you've made peace with the fact that the people around you are going to die. And he made peace that with the fact that Habu knew he was taking risk and they all knew that. And that's why they weren't sad when he died, not just because they knew it wasn't their fault or they knew that Habu signed up for it, but the fact that they respected that this is a way that Habu was, this is the way Habu wanted to go because Habu knew he was probably going to die doing that. But that's that's what he chose. That's what he chose, and it's not, you know, it, it's obviously a sad thing anytime anyone dies. But they, they, you know, there's an understanding there that this is the choice that he made, and you can't cry over that. You know, you can, of course, for the memory of that person, you can definitely. You know, I'm not saying people can't cry over this kind of deaths, but the way they express that in the movie, because it is a movie at the end of the day, it's all fictional um, for the most part. They they have to express it in a way that's kind of, I guess, meaningful to that to that uh, industry. I'm keep calling it industry. It feels silly. Uh, Lifestyle, and, uh, pursuit. It's, for me, I found it interesting that, um, yeah, because it's based on a, on, a, on a story that was written in Japan. So they've kept it as um, Japanese characters, um, but it's made by a French director and it's in French. Um, and I think for me, you know, there's the French word ennui, um, which, you know, is sort of a word that means um, the pointlessness of life, understanding life is meaningless and um to me there was a lot of ennui in this film it was it was sort of you know it it was about people driven by such a degree that they no longer have anything else in their life except wow climbing and even climbing doesn't seem to bring them joy anymore um, because they're so driven. Um, so, yeah, so <laughs> when you say that you found it inspiring, I, I it, mm. we, we, it's like we saw two different movies. When you say it's about the pointlessness of life, I think what they're doing is bringing, uh, you know, I don't want to say point pointfulness. <laughs> that's not really a word. But if it were, that's what they're you bringing. A... <laughs> you know, when you like... When I listen to these 
climbers speak. And I mean, real climbers, um, not in this animated movie, but when you he hear them speak, it's, it's just pure awe and respect for the mountains. The mountain, you don't, you know, you, the mountain kind of, it, it's alive and it, it holds your life in its, you know, I want to say hands, but it's a mountain. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it, you have to respect the mountains when you go there. And the, the climbers who make this their life, that's what they have. They have respect for the mountains. Um, and it's not a, you know, a thing of them giving up all else in their lives or losing all else in their lives. It is, this is their life. And it's, it's more like forgetting things that are pointless in life, commuting to work every day or uh, doing things that they absolutely hate. They are oh, yeah. releasing that and pursuing something that encompasses and I want to say expands their, their world in a way. Mm. Um, it mm. No, I get that. I get that. Joy. I didn't um, see it as a was... miserable experience. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. There was one part of the film that I quite enjoyed. <laughs> oh, there was a bit. <laughs> Um, and it was when Habu, I think it was when he was climbing what they nicknamed Demon Wall and he was trying to climb mm. it solo. It was to do with the competition he had with another climber. He needed to prove that he could do it. And um, he actually had a really bad fall during the climb and I think he broke his arm and he was hanging hanging there, um, you know, with, he actually passed out hanging at the end of the rope and... What I really enjoyed was when he came to and he assessed the situation and then just worked out, right, well, my arm's broken, so but I've got to climb up this wall somehow. I've got to get back up. Mm. And he just problem-solved it. He problem-solved it until he'd done it. And it took every ounce of his strength to get up to the ledge where he'd fallen from and where his um, backpack was. And yeah. And then, you know, and then he's huddled in his tent feeling pretty miserable. But he, he problem-solved the heck out of that. That's and exactly... I do love seeing that. I love seeing yeah. that sort of when people are, you know, you think that someone's got no hope and they go, well, I might not be able to, I can't mm. figure out what the end is yet. I can't figure out how I'm going to get rescued. But what I can do is this. And they do that. And then they totally. go, and now, and now I can do the next thing and the next thing, and, and um, it's. I find that quite encouraging mm. and inspiring to see people do that. That's exactly it. That's that's sort of what is inspiring. It's not just in that very. Uh, that's that's a very clear example of, of what's inspiring about it. But to me, that's also shown when they are climbing Everest. Um, that perseverance when things are tough, that problem solving. Um, I, I think that's what's most inspiring about mountaineers and climbers is that ability that when, because you're in such a life with this situation, there's no rush. There's no, I mean, sometimes there's a rush. Some of these climbs are crazy, but usually there's no rush. There's just patience and carefulness. You know, they take great care in every movement because every move is your life, especially if you're climbing without ropes, which plenty enough to that it that that's a factor um with ropes of course you are a bit safer but as shown in that scene and in other scenes 
you're it's not a guarantee because it's this you know your rope is only as strong as what you've bolted it into um which could just be a tiny little crack between some rocks um, and even if you um even if it catches you as it did with habu when it was climbing to the wall oh the rope yeah. caught him, but he's still hanging at the end of a rope hundreds of feet above the ground with a broken arm like exactly you know, and no and no one there to to um pull him, exactly pull him up. it's it's just the fact that in in any life or death situation just about these kind of people who are this dedicated this focus and this careful the, the ones who respect their climbs the things they're climbing they just have a way of and i think all people do obviously in in those life or death situations just uh showing great strength and great intelligence you can especially people who trained for that in a way it's just impressive it's so impressive and that's i guess also what i found inspiring about the whole movie that seemed really well I love hearing you talk about it and what you got out of it and why you love it. Um, we're going to disagree and that's okay. We don't have to love the same movies and I think that's part of what makes <laughs> our discussion about movies something that we enjoy having because we're, I get a different perspective. Um, you probably would have liked me to have loved this movie as much as you do. I'll try not um, to take it too personally. It's just that uh, <laughs> it's more, it, it's hard, I guess, I'm more, uh, I guess, uh, pushing back on. Normally, if you dislike it, probably I wouldn't have too big of an issue. It's just the fact that um, outside of this movie, it's it's something that, ironically, I am obsessed with this this idea of mountaineering and climbing, and I I do climbing indoors on my own anyway, um, and I love it. It's such a big part of my life that to see you have such a contrasting opinion to what's a close opinion of to my heart is beyond this movie. Uh, it's hard to hard to take, I guess. Well, I guess <laughs> I was watching it also as a mum with a son who loves mount, who loves climbing, and thinking, oh, I hope Darcy never takes it to this extreme. Just remember that if I ever do, it's as I said, it's it's going in with knowing that this is joy. I won't ever do something that risky if it's not joyful doing so, you know, if there's not, if I'm not getting something greater out of it, if it's just Mm. a chore, if it's just pain, if it's just misery, um, then, you know, I may as well just do anything else. (laughs) Do the the boring commute to work. (laughs) Well, I still got to do that, but um, (laughs) no, it's just, it's, it's the, it's with the, with, with anyone Mm. doing something reckless, it's not, well, there's a difference between recklessness and uh, riskiness. Risking, risk is assessed. Recklessness is not. It's taking an honest risk, really. Um, and when people go do this, it's usually risky, risk that's been assessed, and they have a full understanding of what could go wrong. Oh, yeah. And they most of the time. For it. Yeah, yeah. There are I mean, Habu... Even though I say he was, um, he, 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 look, he was very driven and he toyed with death and it did kill him mm. in the end. But he wasn't reckless. He did train really hard. He was a careful climber. He planned really well. You could tell he really, he was a very, he was a thinker. Exactly. He really thought through 
exactly what would happen under different situations and he knew what he could um what he could do and what yeah basically he could do it all like there wasn't i didn't mm. see a time in the movie when he said this is too hard and turned away oh yeah you'll i i i feel like you you rarely see people with that much patience than watching someone scale yeah. a wall over a day or two days you know these climbs mm. take hours you know the short ones are two hours you know um maybe because they're problem like... solving and you're figuring out what how to oh it's inch each. by inch in yeah. some cases yeah. i mean there are some that are going to be easier and faster but with the real with the ones that people aspire for the ones that people love to do it's the inch by inch kind of careful uh patient movement um yeah. and they they, they don't get bored there, you know. They don't um, speed it up because they just want to get to the top because it's not about getting to the top. The top is an arbitrary goal, and they all should know that, and they all presumably do know that. Uh, and that's, yeah, it, that's... This, this film isn't just about the exact plot of the movie. It is just trying to... When it was first in, uh, recommended to me, it was described as... Uh, a movie that shows the spirit of climbing. Um, mm. And that's what it does. It's not just about the specifics of the story because Sabu isn't really likable. He is just a determined, closed off hermit of a person who goes off, mm. does these things, and is very close. He, yeah. Him. Yeah, exactly. He's not, he's not very likable, but yeah. it shows that uh, it shows the spirit of what this kind of climbing is 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 like and how what it means to these people so i guess yeah there are going to be the, the lenses people will view this movie with is going to affect it either way mm. i do think you're going to take away something from it if you watch it um just because there's there's so much to it there's so many layers i guess um, not in a way Look, i think it's interesting i think it's interesting if you're interested yeah in in um people pursuing um really extreme goals in mm. then you'd find this film interesting if you're interested in animation you'll love this film because the animation is just phenomenal um and you know i think it's interesting from the point of view as well that it is based on a manga story um and is it and i didn't know that produced by french by yeah by a french filmmaker so uh wow. you know interesting development lines yeah i think there was a manga and then there was a novel and then and then it became a screenplay so hmm. um with a few slight tweaks that happened to the story along the way i um, think the film brought it to life so well yeah yeah well terrific yeah, well this week was my suggestion next week we're going to have your suggestion which you can let us know now um what movie we're going to be doing next week well yes i can i thought of about six different movies and was right like yep that's the one and then later on thought of another yeah. one and another one and, and another one i have zero idea what movie this is i'm learning as you are <laughs> um so what i've decided is we'll do another animated movie but one that's Ooh. um to me is just full of joy um, and um, it's just a feel-good, upbeat, fun movie, and it's by one of my favourite directors. So my movie for next week is The Fantastic Mr Fox by Wes Anderson. Oh, okay. All right. Um, interesting. I I'll, I'll just want to say 
uh, I feel like my maybe seeing it now. I saw it once when I was a kid. I barely remember it, but I do remember how it made me feel. Ah, I didn't know. And I will. No, no, that's fine because I should watch it again. It is a impressive movie, um, an interesting movie. Uh, but I will say this: the fact that you described it as joyful contradicts heavily with my memory i remember <laughs> i remember and this is me as a kid i guess as an adult maybe different so i'll be very interested I think to see. So. I think my so. memory as a kid is that it was a very sad depressing crazy scary movie i was scared by it i think not not yeah. any particular character but just the themes the themes are intense Yes, um, and I think you know it's based on a Roald Dahl book. Who you know he wrote for oh, children, but he yeah. but they were always dark themes in his books. totally. But um, he had a very good way I of playing think, them um, off, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually don't really classify the Fantastic Mr. Fox um, as a children's film. No. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I won't. <laughs> we, let's not yeah. talk about it now. Yep. Let's save it yep. for next week. Um, and um, so that's probably. That's probably all for for me. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Okay. And we're called Oggy and the Alien. (laughs) Cool. Oggy. Augie, okay, Augie. Yeah, say it, Augie. Um, Augie. Yes. Right. Coffee. Augie. It's like, yeah, it's like Augie. It's like it's got an R in there, Augie. Augie, yeah, you're in awe. Yeah. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. Cut out the bit where I say have a good day. That's, that's dumb. <laughs> Bye.